You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In-depth conversations. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. It's fourth down in the Steel City, and it's not in Pittsburgh. It's in Pickettsburg, Colin. Before we get to the excitement of Kenny Pickett being the Steelers' starting quarterback moving forward, now according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, is the Steelers' season over as far as the playoffs and any meaningful football being played late in the season is concerned? The determination on the Pittsburgh Steelers' season happens in the next four weeks. Mm. Um they need if they don't go two and two it is and that's my thought on all of this you know you have afc uh matchups ahead of you some of them you have an opportunity to make some hay maybe um you know beat a team ahead of you in the standings uh, at least an afc team in, in the bills um yeah like if they need to go two and two they can't even go i mean they can't even go one and three i don't think and they're they're dead in the water if that happens yeah, two and six, you're done. If you're at three and five, the back half of the schedule is far more advantageous for you, and you can make up ground in the AFC North. So I do think that you would have a chance. It's crazy to me that they are where they are when you played the New York Jets this weekend. I mean, that to me was an unforgivable loss, regardless of the quarterback situation, regardless of anything. You got to beat the New York Jets at home and they couldn't beat the New York Jets at home. But now I'm burying the lead. Kenny Pickett going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Did Mike Tomlin play Kenny Pickett at the appropriate time, Colin? No, not in retrospect. No, it came out today too, that Kenny Pickett had the full suite of being able to audible at the line of scrimmage. If Mitch Trubisky wasn't offered that same situation, then why didn't Kenny Pickett play from 
the jump or why wasn't Mitch Trubisky able to audible at the scrimmage line? It doesn't make any sense. One of those other two things needed to happen there. I, I just, I don't understand now. I'm, I'm full on board with Kenny Pickett being the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. I'm just lost on why right now it either needed to happen out of the shoot mm-hmm. after Cleveland made it to where it was inevitable or you ride out Mitch Trubisky just a little bit longer. Like it, it doesn't make sense to put him in a relief pitcher role in the middle of the Jets game. I, I'm actually starting to wonder. This is Johnny conspiracy theory in me. I'm, in, I'm, I'm starting to, to wonder if the call came from on high at some point during Whoa. Sunday's game. Great take. Uh, I The crowd is restless. They're being embarrassed. Stranger things have happened. I It's very easy to never answer that question, but you have a place in Heinz Field where people seemed ready to burn that building down. It was the second series. They're already chanting his name. Uh, I don't think – I think there's a very small chance that that probably happened, but I wonder if the owner got involved. I don't think the general manager ever would. I don't think the new <laughs> Not director of football or whatever – um would because he's maybe just too new in town but i just wonder if the guy whose name is on the practice facility and whose whose name has been associated with the team since 1933 said hey mike like i'm not telling you what to do but what the hell are we doing here yeah and i'll tell you this i don't think mike tomlin consciously was affected by the crowd but i definitely think he was subconsciously affected by the crowd Not only was the offense stagnant early, but you also just the energy and it came through on TV. I know you were actually at the game, the energy in the crowd, the negativity was palpable. I could feel it. You could feel it in the city building up to the game. And I'm not saying that Mike Tomlin heard the Kenny Pickett chance and said, Oh, we got to go with the rookie. But I do think that when you're on edge as it is, that feeling that the city pounded down, rained down upon the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think it only adds to your impatience. Mike Tomlin has preached patience. I think the energy wound up being part of the decision, the gut decision of Mike Tomlin to play Kenny Pickett, if it was a gut decision. Well, I think he was consciously affected. I'll take a step further. I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not allowing you to stop where you stopped. I think that, and let's discount, even though I'm not willing to, that the owner did get involved. But let's just say that's a lame brain, hack-eyed sort of, hack-eyed sort of um, conspiracy theory. So let's throw that to the side. Even though, again, I'm not totally discounting it, but I will for uh, for this exercise. I do think that Mike Tomlin could have been consciously affected, and I'll paint the scenario for you. Walking up the tunnel after the first half, they had – was it 10-6 because mm-hmm. of the long field goal, I think, because they got gifted a long field goal on a, on a roughing the passer on a ridiculous, weird call at the very end. Boswell kicks a, a home run ball, and so it's 10-6. Tomlin's walking up the tunnel. They're getting booed off their home field, which has happened a, a hand – and I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think it's probably only happened a handful of times in Mike Tomlin's career. They're chanting one guy's name. Here's where the conscious part of it comes in. Mike Tomlin stands outside the locker room or just in the – doorway or in the coach's portion of where they go in and says to himself, okay, I could, we can maybe get a spark if we go to Kenny. 
also he can run this kind of stuff. Maybe we're still in this football game. And also the crowd is turning on me. They're chanting the guy's freaking name. Like from a conscious situation, even if it's a small variable and a 2% variable and the other 98% is football, I just think he thinks that to himself if he doesn't audibly say it to somebody on the offensive staff. If not, someone on the offensive staff says, hey, Mike, like they're turning on us here. Um, we, I just think it did play into it consciously. It wasn't the driving force or a determining factor or a big percentage of the move, but I think we're – naive to think it didn't play a part he's a human i mean he's a human you have to the same way i i have always thought it is more likely that the home team is going to get that charge call in college basketball from the official it's the same thing here with mike tomlin Uh, regardless of whether he consciously makes that in his mind or not i think it absolutely played a role and this this game was fascinating to me, and this entire quarterback saga has been fascinating to me, Colin, because – and we can talk about how Kenny Pickett played in a couple of moments, but sure. if Deontay Johnson catches a football over the middle of the field, right? if Deontay Johnson catches a football last week against Cleveland on third and three, a beautifully thrown deep ball from Mitch Trubisky, Steelers might find a way to win at least one of those two games. You're two and two. You're not going to Mitch Trubisky. We are so close to the Kenny Pickett era not having actually started yet. And then you wonder if it didn't, how long it then would have taken for it to start, if that makes sense. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Deontay Johnson may have done us all a favor by dropping a football in the long term and looking at this. I just, I'm still lost on what the plan was going into yesterday's game. I'm lost on what what the plan was. If Kenny Pickett isn't lying, and why would he lie? He was simply an emergency relief pitcher. Because I'll tell you, even I watched warm-ups, and I watched them pretty diligently. And then I watched in through the first. He didn't move through the first half. <laughs> he didn't move from Tomlin's side or from where he was. He was the backup. But – in an expeditious fashion at halftime, he came out a little early with the specialist or earlier than a guy rolling over from a first to a second half would. He got heated up real quick. I don't know what happened in the tunnel. I don't know how that all went down, if he even made any throws down there. But he heated it up real quick. So I don't – I have no reason to not believe him that he said, hey, I was told, and I was told to get in there and told to get ready. And – like he got warmed up. It was like when a baseball pitcher gets hurt and you t- take as many as you need, but make it quick. Let's go. So I honestly think Mike Tomlin just thought on the fly. And that's why I do think the crowd had something to do with it. I maybe even think teammates had something to do with it. I mean, there could be a story we never hear that we hear later, 20 years down the road, that Cam Hayward or <laughs> I can't even think of any leaders on this football team. Yeah, right. Uh, TJ Watt, who's sitting out at this point because he's injured and rightly so, or Mika Fitzpatrick said, listen, we got to do something. We're yeah. tired of doing this on this side of the ball. I, I just, I I refuse to believe, Ken, I believe Kenny Pickett that he was told at halftime just to go in, but I refuse to believe it was just unilateral. I'm with you on that. Because Mike Tomlin's too stubborn. Absolutely. Absolutely. This was not a 100% Mike Tomlin decision. 
unless this is something he had been thinking about all week. But to go back to your stubbornness comment, he's been preaching patience all offseason, all season. They've stuck to the plan. I thought that they've stuck to exactly what they were going to do. And Mike Tomlin has said multiple times, the starting quarterback he selects is going to get a long rope. So I do think he was moved by the moment. But that's not good to me. You can't be a fly by the seat of your pants, coach, I don't think. Some guys can if that's who you are. I don't think that's who Mike Tomlin is. I think he's a measured man. And so I think he erred in one of two ways here with Kenny Pickett in this game. You either make Kenny Pickett the starter and you give him 10 days to prepare after the Thursday night game, or you tell Kenny Pickett, listen, if bleep goes sideways, you're going to be our guy at some point in this game. So get your head right. And you give him some reps, not enough to cause alarm, but enough to get him more worked up and ready for the game. So I think those are the two possible ways Mike Tomlin could have aired in this one. I think it starts even at a higher level, Adam, to be perfectly frank with you. Since I guess Bruce Arians was here and they didn't end up seeing eye to eye because Bruce retired, but Where's the strong offensive voice that serves as the 50-50 voice on Mike Tomlin's shoulder, the angel and the devil, the good and the bad, that person saying, hey, I got this on offense. I got it. We're doing this. Not just I'm talking about running a wham or running this whiz or running this route here. I'm talking personnel stuff. This guy is the guy. Let's go. Yes, I'm putting my guy on the football field. Um, you know, Cower had that with Chan at times. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people that were strong offensive coordinators in this town that would offer personnel. I don't see somebody being given the latitude to do that. And I see that Mike Tomlin would be offended by an offensive coach offering that. I mean, my God, listen to Matt Canada from last week. The guys are shrinking violent in Mike Tomlin's presence. Uh, the way that he talked about Mike Tomlin, he's the smartest coach I've ever been around. Yeah, it's because he's your buddy. It's because you coached his son at Maryland, okay? That's why you're here. You're here because you're a yes man. Todd Haley was a guy who I don't think was ever afraid to voice his opinion. Right. I think that's one of the reasons why Ben hated him and one of the reasons he wasn't there anymore. I think the same thing with Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, a lot of people like Bruce. A lot of people don't. He's not everybody's cup of tea. He's always damn going to tell you what he thinks, though. Those guys don't exist right now. Mike Sullivan sure as heck ain't saying anything. Mike Munchak might have said something before. He's gone too. They don't have any of those guys. And that's by design. That's it, it is a mistake, but it's not a mistake that the coaching staff is lined with yes men. I oh. am oh. I am with and you know, I get a lot of heat, have gotten a lot of heat in the past couple of days. This guy's done this. How dare you? He's accomplished. Am I not allowed to question the tactics of a football coach that hasn't won a playoff game since January of 2017? No, you're not allowed. Can't do it. Am I not allowed? I'm not calling for Mike Tomlin to be fired. I'm not. I don't think he should be. He won't hear that from me. But what I am saying is it's a dangerous and toxic environment to have a guy who knows there's never even a conversation that he will (laughs) not even be fired, but he's not even up to be fired, man. It is a country club. there, Colin. He's not getting fired by the bosses. He's a Supreme court justice. He can be there until the day he passes on and the people below him 
ain't going to voice their opinion either. And the one guy who has been known to be like this, Brian Flores, he ain't going to say, Jack, you know what? Because he's only got a job in the NFL because Mike Tomlin extended him his hand. So Mike Tomlin doesn't have to fear the people above him. He doesn't have to fear the people below him. And there's nothing worse in the professional world than being comfortable because comfortability leads to complacency. As much as Mike Tomlin loves the job, and I believe he does, and I believe he works hard to not have the fear, the fear is a motivating factor, my friend. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's crazy. What do you want to get into next? Let's evaluate the rookie quarterback's play. What do you think? Let's do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth Down in the Steel City, I'm Crowley. He's Colin. The Steelers one and three. And we can paint you a picture of the funeral that is... The, the funeral procession, really, that might be the next 13 weeks of this NFL season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, or we could talk about the damn quarterback and what he did in the last game. And you know what, Colin? The more I've thought about this, I was not critical of Kenny Pickett very much at all in the immediate aftermath, and I think I'm going to be less critical of him moving forward until we see what he does this weekend, because he's a rookie quarterback. It's his first ever game. He comes in, teams down. His offensive coordinator sucks. He wasn't prepared because he wasn't told that this could be a possibility. He himself prepared himself, wasn't given reps. And still, I think you can question, to me, the second interception. There's some debate on this. But I thought he played more good football than bad football when there was a whole bunch of circumstance that was fighting against him in this game. I agree with you there that he played pretty good football. I just, I think there's a dangerous evaluation scale that is taking place or that will take place between now and the end of the season is Kenny Pickett being measured against Mitch Trubisky or is Kenny Pickett being measured against the contemporaries that he has in this league and that's one after you get on the other side of the bye probably it needs to fully shift into is Kenny Pickett being measured Kenny Pickett needs to be measured against and it's unfair probably but Burrow and Russell Wilson and, you know, every other – Mac Jones and people like that in other – and Tua in other AFC quarterbacks. Because if he's the undeniable, uh, without question, uh, nailed-down starter, then that's the evaluation process you're going to have to go into and use. You're going to see in the offseason rankings, listings. Mm-hmm. Here are the starting quarterbacks in the National Football League ranked first to last. And that's going to come with the territory, and that's what it's going to be. And you go as your quarterback goes in this league. Everybody knows that. You got a much better chance to win if you got a good quarterback. You got a much better chance to suck if you have instability at quarterback or a bad quarterback. So I'll give him until the bye 
And then I'm going to start to measure him against other quarterbacks and not just, is he better than Mitch Trubisky? I think yesterday's performance, he was better than Mitch Trubisky. I think that he was about mid-ranger in the middle when measured against other quarterbacks. Yeah, and I don't necessarily need him to be a top 15 quarterback this year. What I want to see at the end of the season is columnists nationally and locally writing about what they think the Steelers can do next year in a positive light because so much of that is going to circle around Kenny Pickett. If there's a bunch of people, not the prognosticators get these things correct and writers and radio hosts, but I think that the, to use the Tomlinism, arrow absolutely needs to be pointed up by the end of the year to where people think this can be a team that can make noise next year. That'll tell me that Kenny Pickett's gotten it done. If through the first three or four games, he's just better than Mitch Trubisky, that to me is a low bar, but you have to clear it. You Um, can't be worse than him. You can't be. He needs to go into next year. He's a first-round pick. He was the first quarterback taken off the board. Kenny Pickett, or it's a failure for me, needs to go into next year as the predicted reason as to why the Pittsburgh Steelers can win football games. Oh, I'm with you on that. He needs to make throws. They need to be down – Uh, Four points with a minute and 48 left needing to go 70 yards. And he needs to be the reason to lift them there. That's what comes with the territory of being a first round pick and being the Steelers first round pick and being the first overall pick at your, at your position. So if he's not there after, cause look, I mean, let's look at this practically. He's going to start 13 games, right? And isn't that the design? I suck at math, but I think I'm there. No, you nailed it. Yeah. the, The way I look at it is, I would say the same thing. I think Kenny Pickett needs to be a guy that majority, the majority of smart football people locally and nationally need to look at at the end of this season and say, you know what? Kenny Pickett can take the team to the playoffs next year. That's what I think needs to be said about Kenny Pickett. But I do think fans need to know there are going to be lumps. It's not going to be straight up. It's not going to be linear. There's going to be a game. Holy cow. Can you believe that drive he put together? He put the team on his back. This guy's got moxie. This guy's got balls. Next game, he might go out and throw three interceptions. There are going to be ups and downs. The goods need to outweigh the bads. And whether it's linear or not, if by game 17, he needs to be up here, and I'm pointing up high, if he's down here now, he needs to be up there, regardless if it's a straight line or up and down. He needs to make big-time progress by the end of the year and needs to be a reason why they win some of these football games because they're not a good football team, but snap the fingers. The quarterback can change all that. Question for you. Now mm-hmm. that you now that the job interview is over and Kenny Pickett got the job, is there any chance he plays safer? Knowing that, man, at this position, uh, maybe it's better to slide here. At this opportunity in the middle of the football game, early in the third quarter, I might duck out of bounds. Could Kenny Pickett, all the things we love about Kenny Pickett, would he be smart to dial it back? I know that sounds like an insane question, but isn't his worth right now, his longevity, just as much as his playmaking ability and his moxie? His moxie needed to get him into games. His smarts now need to keep him in games. I think his smarts and his moxie are so tied together, he can't separate them. You know, I, I I think there's a lot of – and look, we didn't really like the guy, but there's a lot of Baker Mayfield in this kid. Oh. 
The Hudspaugh. Yeah, and Baker Mayfield wasn't as talented, I don't think, uh, from a pure natural athleticism standpoint. I, just, I don't think so. But I think that there's a lot of similar traits there that if you try to pull those reins in, he doesn't play as well. But maybe one of the best things, if you want the longevity out of him, is to try to pull those reins in. Like Zach Wilson, I watched yesterday. He isn't going to last eight weeks. No, he's not. He, he just he tries to eke every single drop of oil out of that engine, and it's a bad move, man, sometimes. Well, and Ben did that, but Ben could do that because Ben was built like a brick shit house, right. and even that, I mean, I think you look at the end of his career and a lot of what happened early in his career probably rendered him ineffective towards the end of his career. So I do think that there is a fine line and there's a maturity you have to have to understand you want to fight for the next play in the next game. But I look at this kid, game one, Pitt, Miami. He scores that touchdown, rolling, running, diving. Then you see him with the fake slide at the end of the game in the ACC championship against Wake Forest. You see him take that hit and deliver the ball over the middle of the field to Pat Fryermuth. This guy, he wants to win. You could hear it in the press conference yesterday how much this guy hates to lose. And that's it sounds like such a cliche, but I think he's going to have a hard time not giving his all on every single play from here on out the rest of his Steelers career until maybe he is more cemented. I just think that's the way this guy plays. I got something for you next after we come back. I got rapid fire Crowley response. Are you oh. ready for it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's going to be good. You only get 10 words for each response. I think he's trying to tell me I've been too long-winded. No, I'm just telling you. I think this could work. Well, it's fourth down in the steal. Conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Hot route, hot route, rapid fire, fourth down in the Steel City. What do you got, Colin Dunlap? Uh huh. Here we go. You get ten words. I'll bring up a topic. Ready? Yeah. Handling, handling of Tua's head injury. Not as bad as the national media would have you think. Got it. Steelers' offensive play, offensive line play right now. Better than expected. Worse than you need to win. Trajectory of George Pickens. Up. Deontay Johnson getting paid. Not my favorite. Robert Spillane. Sucks ass. Can't cover. Mike Tomlin and Nickel linebacker? Too many words. Mike Tomlin and how long he'll coach the Steelers? Forever. The Philadelphia Eagles. Best team in ball. The celebration where the St. Louis Cardinals took all three big dogs off the field at the same time. Just happy to see those guys leave. Ooh, couple more. You ready? It's a lot harder on your end than it is on my end. I'm coming up with these real quick. Josh Allen in January will be doing what? Leading his team to the Super Bowl. Whoa! Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. All right, two more. I got two more. You ready for two more good ones? You didn't even write these down, did you? No, they're coming off the top That's of my head. That's that big gourd of his over there. Tom Brady's season will end how? Nine and eight. Oh, and last that? one. The best coach in the NFL right now is who? Sean McVay. Not a bad exercise. That was fun. Uh-huh. I don't know. Oh, I mean, hey, yeah, he's Super Bowl champion. They always one of my big pet peeves, Colin. Oh, let's give the coach of the year award to a guy whose team was supposed to suck and then was good. You know who wins the coach of the year every year to me, Colin? The guy who ho- hoisted the damn Lombardi because that's the only guy who accomplished his goal. That's my coach of the year, Sean McVay, best in ball right now. I'm with you. It's like uh, it would be like this Who's the best eater? Well, a guy that ate the most. Could you imagine them being at the Nathan's hot dog thing and be like, who's the most valuable eater? Well, isn't that simple? The guy that ate the most hot dog. Man, that's such a great analogy. If I showed up and they thought, oh, Crowley's going to eat six hot dogs, but I ate 12. Oh, he's the hot dog eater of the year. Kobe Oshie just ate 77. Right. It's a great point by you. Yeah, I mean, it's simple. Who won the big one? That's it. Colin... I'm tired of people making excuses for the Steelers' defense. T.J. Watts hurt, yeah. That might be a reason, not an excuse. But you couple that with the, they've been on the field too long thing, and I'm sorry. I just can't have it. The Jets' offense isn't good. They have six right tackles who have played games this year for them. Their left tackle was new in the last game. He used to be a guard. He's no good. Their quarterback was playing the first game of the year. He completed 55% of his passes the last time out. They've had 10 days rest. They didn't lose the time of possession battle, and yet Zach Wilson was 10 to 12 in the fourth quarter as he went 150 yards down the field on two touchdown drives to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't need any single person, and I have a bunch of them in my mentions on Twitter, defending the Steelers' defense the fourth quarter every week. They stink. Mike Tomlin is a defensive-minded coach. Terrell Austin is not Keith Butler. That's supposed to be an upgrade, and yet they Mm -hmm. can't cover the middle of the field. Brian Flores is supposed to be a coveted defensive mastermind, and they can't figure it out against the likes of Mac Jones, Jacoby Brissett, and Zach Wilson. It's back to what some of the ills were the past couple years. It starts with getting no pressure. I mean, really. Like, there's, there's no pressure. Anytime they do get pressure... Cam Sutton has a pick or Micah Fitzpatrick has a pick, but there's no pressure in. It also starts with the confidence they had in the off season and Tyson Alu who goes out and gives it his all. He really does, but it's just not there anymore. No. He's injured and he's old. And that's a toxic combination to try to make some hay in the NFL. It's very troublesome. Spillane is awful. Bush is not awful, but not good. I think that Miles Jack has underwhelmed comparative to what we thought he would be. I think yeah. he's just been pretty good. I thought he was so good in week one and has not been anywhere near that level since. Just like the defense proper. Yeah, and they can't just get off the field. And the crazy part about it, the third downs, I think, yesterday, uh, I think they only converted on 40% of the third downs or so. They were just very timely. Yeah, and you know what? You can't you can't end a game giving up the last 14 points and you can't start a game, giving up the first 10 points. You're not going to win. You're not going to win coming from behind not with the offense designed as it is. And you're just going to F yourself. If you can't figure it out in the fourth quarter, 
this is going to sound lame and it's going to sound like I grew up in the 1960s going through the 1970s in the heyday. It is unacceptable for a Pittsburgh Steelers defense to fold like a cheap suit the way it has in all four fourth quarters, including the game they won against Cincinnati, where they gave up the game winning touchdown. Really, they gave up the game winning touchdown twice. One of right. them got reviewed and in, in, or didn't get reviewed and it should have gotten reviewed. Just a disgusting display by the defense. You said you had something you wanted to get to, too. Right now, I'm asking you, if you had all the money in your bank account and you had to walk to the Mac machine, dating myself, you walk to the Mac machine and you put your thing in and there's no like limit. They're allowed to take it all out because it's ridiculous. You have to you're not allowed to your own. You're not allowed to get your own freaking money at the Mac machine. You have a limit on it. Anyway, there was no limit on it. You took all your money out in your pocket and you walked up to the sports book window and you could only bet one of these things. Zero, one, <laughs> two, three, or four. And it was an all or nothing bet. And I asked you how many games you think the Steelers are going to win between now and the bye. What would you bet? So I've said zero for a couple days now. The way that you put it, because the NFL, the one thing that's predictable is it's so unpredictable, I think they'll probably... If I had to put my entire life savings on it, I bet you they'll find a way to win one of those games. I probably the same way, and here's why: they'll run into an injury from another team, they'll accident into a win, they'll get our hopes and dreams back up, and I just can't see them being one and seven, two and six. Yeah, not one and seven. What this team isn't bad enough to be one and seven. It, it really isn't. It really shouldn't be. If it is, I mean, my God. But here, here's the other thing. If they beat Buffalo this week, you want to talk about the hope. If that's the one that they win, that's the one that revs the engine up. Because not only now have you beaten the team that went to the Super Bowl last year from the AFC, but you beat the preeminent AFC Super Bowl favorite, at least going into the year in the Buffalo Bills. And then Tom Brady and Tampa, they've struggled. And maybe Tua's not healthy. He's been great this year. Maybe he doesn't play against you. Uh, for the Miami Dolphins. And you can sort of start to, if you want to look totally glass half full, you can piece things together if you find a way to win this Bills game. And if not, okay, you're one and four, and mm, hope starts to circle the drain. Yeah, feel free. I can't be glass half full, but good work. Yeah, I can't either. I did my best there, though, Colin. Uh, Always the chipper young man. With Grays. I'm not yes. so young anymore. That's going to do it for fourth down in the Steel City. We'll preview the slaughter at Orchard Park on Friday. Steelers 14-point underdogs for the first time in their history since the merger in 1970. The only team in the NFL not to be a 14-point underdog Jeez. at any point in 52 years. Ooh, gross. Peace. <laughs>